As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. All right. It's a Sunday afternoon. It isn't Monday afternoon. It's a Sunday afternoon. We're doing this one a little bit earlier, uh, but still releasing at the normal time. Anyway, never mind that. Anthony Goddamn Smith, your daughter was in an all-men's boys wrestling mm-hmm. bracket today. Yeah. And what happened? Yeah, she won the whole thing. She won the whole. She won. Oh, she won she her won bracket. The, she won the whole thing. She won her whole bracket. Um, it's it's crazy, man. You know, girls wrestling is obviously taken off pretty big these days. But um, her little best friend, who's also her same age, they've been they've just been kicking ass together and and training and and working really hard. And both of them, her dad and I, both put them both in two separate boys brackets, and they both won their entire thing. She had two tech wow. falls and a pin. Um. As she went through, her friend had three pins. It, it was a, it was a really fun day to, to to watch these girls kick ass. Oh no, I bet it was. I bet it was, especially so she did it a girls bracket of as well. I'm assuming. No, no, she just did all the right. boys bracket. That was it. Yeah, that's balls. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. She was yeah, just I ragdolling mean, these boys the and they're crying. <laughs> She's got no balls. You know, I mean, hey, you can't, <laughs> yeah. you, you can't say that in this day and age. Okay, if she wants to have balls, she can have balls. I'm not saying that your daughter identifies as a man, but she bloody wrestles like one. That's incredible, Anthony. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Yeah, oh, man, she's she's better wrestler than I I am already, man. It's it's just cool, you know. Like I've never, not to get all sappy here to start it, but get I, sappy. I've never I've never felt that kind of like happiness and joy and excitement for like 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 ever for myself like watching my kids win basketball games and volleyball games and like watching my oldest you know just catch air and spike a ball onto some other girl's face i just it's electric to me i i've never felt that kind of excitement for myself i watched my five-year-old daughter pin a boy and went crazy like i just won the world title it was it's, it's, crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, because because there is there, there's no better feeling. You know, I mean, listen. Of course, when you're a fighter or whatever it is, whatever endeavor you do, when it's for you, it's great. But when you're a father mm-hmm. or a mother, when you see your children go out there and achieve their goals and win in something like that, it is, as you say, it's next level. Um, is there a little piece of you inside? And of course, it's hard to separate the emotion, but is there a little piece of you there that when you say you feel so great for your daughter because you're the father, imagine being the father of the kid that got pinned <laughs> by a girl. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, shit, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so in, in her last match for first place, um, 
she's she's wrestling this boy and and she's she's about to tech fall him like she's she's way up on him she's about to tech him and they they stand up like they blow the whistle they stand up and they come together all she needs is one more takedown and the the kid is bawling and the dad and the referee are talking to him and he's just he can't hold it together well right before she goes out and wrestles um her her best friend who also wrestles her dad helps coach right so we both coach their team and right as adley goes to walk out matt says the same thing every time go make him cry so she like looks at him and realizes he's crying and then like real slowly with a with this a cheeky smirk on her face looks back at matt and i felt so bad for that dad because he's not only is his son crying he's getting dominated by a girl and she's smiling about it and i was like this is i look like the biggest asshole in the world right now Hey, listen, listen, you've got to celebrate it. Of course you do. Yeah, you know, got to be humble in victory yeah. or defeat, you know? And there's something that feels good about, like, I don't, I don't know, she's walking out with her trophy and she's super pumped up. And, you know, like, people are like, you know, you know how it is when you go to public places or wrestling tournaments or whatever, and, like, people recognize you. It was really cool to see people like, oh, that's that badass little girl. And they're, like, high-fiving her and not even noticing me. It was, like, real cool to see, like, the yeah. shine on her. I like that. That's amazing. That's amazing. What a proud moment for you. So congratulations to her and yourself and the whole Smith family dominating the world of freestyle wrestling. That's incredible. Um, Another wrestler, female wrestling, we'll get to it in a little bit, Tatiana Suarez. I mean, I don't know if she she watched her. She should watch Mm -hmm. her because she can bloody wrestle her ass off. She returned last night. We'll get back. We'll get into all that stuff. We had Jake Paul. He just fought. We got John Jones fighting this weekend. They've got a stacked undercard. We've got lots and lots of stuff to talk about. But it just happened. As I said, we're filming this on the Sunday because I've just got a few things. And everyone kindly, you know, we all as a team decided we'll do it a little earlier. Um, But Jake Paul just lost against Tommy Fury in what was, let's be honest, a huge spectacle in Saudi Arabia. I mean, hats off to the people that promoted it because it was, the production level was through the roof. There was a who's who of celebrities and boxers mainly in attendance. Tommy Fury, uh, sorry, Jake Paul was super, super confident. You know, he was kind of dismissing the threat, you know, but it's easy to be that confident when you're fighting people that are almost 50 of people that have, I was talking about this on my YouTube channel. The difference is when you find someone young and someone that's older, of course, the obvious thing is, you know, yeah, they're older. They're going to be slower and all the rest of it. But another thing that I realized is, you know, when we're trying to come up and make it as a fighter, we're trying to change our circumstances. Maybe you weren't dealt the best hand in life, whatever the case may be. Generally, generally, when people get involved with fight sports is because they, that that's like all they've got. That's the card they've been dealt in life. And they're trying to turn around the fortune of their life, so to speak. And maybe it's their own fault. Maybe their choices that they made, they went down a wrong path. Maybe it was, they were born into a shitty family or whatever. I wasn't born into a shitty family, but it wasn't a bed of roses. But, but when you're fighting someone like a Tyron Woodley, or an Anderson Silva, or a Ben Askren, not only are they older, but they've done that. They've they they've turned the fortune of their life around. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Silk sheets. They've made millions. When you fight, when Jake Pauls fights someone like a Tommy Fury, okay, he's got the Fury name. No man alive can beat my son. Right? <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I did it. Um, yeah, they, they've already done that. They've turned their lives around. All these older fighters, so they're not fighting with that same hunger. You know, of course, you're always hungry and competitive to win, but it's not the same. 
When you've had a legendary career, when you've got the respect of the worldwide fighting community, it's not the same as when you're coming up and people still aren't giving you any credit or any due. You've got an extra fire, an extra hungry in your hunger in your belly. And I think Jake Paul, as the famous saying goes, he effed around and he found out. He did. You know, I, I, that's a fantastic point, Mike. Because I, you know, we've talked about Anderson Silva already. He's already rich. He's he, he's just playing around for fun. Like when yeah. when things get hard and it gets real tough and you're tired and you're starting to swell up a little bit, you got to have a reason to come out and change the way that fight is going. And this is no knock on Anderson Silva. He's been in those moments. Mm. He's won the world titles. He's been on the on top of the world. And he's made all the money in the world. Like he doesn't, and I don't blame him, but he doesn't have a reason to dogfight anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tyron Woodley maybe doesn't have a reason, but he doesn't have the 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 want to anymore. He doesn't have to. He already did it. Sure. Um Jake Paul said a couple things in the buildup where he's talking about his daughter and he's talking about he's just making fun of him, trying to get under his skin. But there was a couple things that he said that I thought were gonna bite him in the ass and give Tommy Fury some motivation in places that he doesn't want him to have motivation. That was when he called him Tyson Fury's little brother. And then when he said that when he's done with this fight, he's going to have to change his name to his, his last name to his mom's maiden name. Because I think that that Tommy Fury is, he seemed seemingly already doing pretty well in life. Anyways, he's got a, his brother's got a bajillion hundred million dollars. He's doing okay. He's not going to be sleeping. He's a on reality TV star before being a boxer. Right. He, he's not sleeping on anybody's couch to save money. Like he's doing okay. So what he did give him was some motivation and somewhere that I think really bothers Tommy Fury is that he's always been kind of been in his brother's shadow. No one's ever taken him serious as a true Fury. And I think that's bothered him. So I think when Jake started taking taking jabs at him, I think that's what where he's going to pull, where he pulled that motivation from when shit started getting really tough. Like I got to prove myself, not to the yep. fans or the crowd, or I got to prove myself in this family. And I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe Jake gave him a little bit of motivation and some, I don't know, in that area at least. And that's a powerful motivator. It, it isn't is. you're saying taking jabs. It was Jake Paul that was taking jabs from <laughs> a <lot>. Tommy Fury. <laughs> a lot of jabs, a lot of jabs. And then on top of that, I'm sure you saw this, uh, when they had the press conference in Saudi Arabia, Jake Paul gave him that offer. He doubled down and said all or nothing. So the purse for Jake Paul was $25 million. Tommy Fury was getting $7 million. I mean, this is absolutely insane money, money for beginner boxers like this. He just shows <laughs> the power of Jake Paul, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. you know, he said, listen, all or nothing. Right? If you win, you get 14. If you lose, you get nothing. And Tommy hesitated because you would. You yeah, would it hesitate. doesn't matter how confident you are. You're like, oh, $7 million. I'd hesitate because you're like, sometimes judges get it wrong. Maybe mm -hmm. you have a bad night. You're like, I don't know if I want to risk $7 million as well as my health. You know what I mean? <laughs> and as he's pondering it, deal, you got a deal. Send the paperwork. John, John Fury chimes in and says, send the bloody paperwork. And then Tommy's like, gotta, gotta go along with it. And he's like, oh my God. But I was talking about this and I was very impressed with Tommy. At 23 years old, listen, of course he won the fight. But mentally, at 23, to have that kind of pressure, carrying the Fury family name, having the possibility of going home with nothing, you nothing. know, what I mean? that's insane pressure. And he walked out there in front of that huge arena, smiling, seemingly careless, and it, it ultimately was the better fighter. But but the pre-fight anxiety, the nerves, whatever you want to call it, the pressure, he dealt with that like a seasoned pro. 
Well, I I think that Jake Paul has that effect, where where I think he can really change the course of a fight just by his, his that his his aura. You know, like I think Anderson Silva yeah. had the the Anderson Silva effect, the uh, the John Jones effect, the George St. Pierre. You know what I mean? I think I think they all had it, and I think he has that a little bit. It's just he's I don't know he's he, he's just a, a such a different creature in this in this sport, and you could tell that. Tommy was feeling it a little bit. You know what I mean? But in terms of boxing, I thought, oh, man, I'm, uh, people are going to get so mad at me. But it, they're, in terms of the excitement of the competition, I thought it was, I thought it was great, especially in the later rounds. Yeah. I thought they really picked it up. It was an exciting fight. It had me glued to my TV. It was, it was riveting. In terms of like high-level boxing, uh, it just they're, they're both kind of right there with each other. Tommy Fury is obviously a little more polished and – and been doing it longer. And I think that that was clear as far as his experience, but you know, I don't think either one of those guys right now beat anybody super high level in boxing, but I got it. I've been saying this whole time, Jake Paul needs to fight a real boxer. He did. He stood in there with him and, and, and kept it, kept it close. I got to, at some yeah. point I got to give him his due a little bit. And, and so I, I think for, he fought the right opponent in the right stage under the right circumstances. I have to give him his due for that. 100%. And I do as well. Listen, I think what we saw was not only, of course, you know, as I said, when you're older, um, you know, you, you haven't got that pressure or that why, as you eloquently put it, but, but, but you're fading. You're not as fast. He was against someone in there tonight, not older, but someone actually younger and yeah. with better boxing skill. And you could see that. And Jake Paul, and, and I'll give you the credit. Disadva- you didn't see the power disadvantage either. Like, no, sure. The power no. over. A forty-something year, or almost a fifty-year-old Anderson Silva, or a forty-year-old Tyron Woodley, or Ben Askren, who's aging as well. It looked, it looked, it looked terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, this kid isn't very good, but he's got some crazy heavy hands. And then he's in there with Tommy Fury, and we're like, oh, okay, he's just a regular eighty-five. And he, yeah, and that shot landed. His power yeah. shot. Um, I, I will give Jake credit, right? Whilst it was sloppy, uh, whilst there was a lot of clinching that the referee had to get involved a lot. He still stayed there. He still fought. He still went forward. He was still kind of the aggressor for the most part. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tommy was super aggressive. But a lot of the time it was Jake going forward because he was trying to minimize that reach advantage that that Tommy has or just trying to get in, fight on the inside regardless of the reach. Um, So he did that. And for that, I give him credit. You know what I mean? He deserves credit, but he lost. And I think the only reason people like you and I hate on him a little bit, and we have a bit of fun doing that. We don't know the guy. I've had some interactions with him, but I don't know the guy. I've got nothing personal against him, and I wish him all the best. And I hope both of them make a full recovery. Hopefully there's no injuries. They made a ton of money. Congratulations to them all. Just pipe down now with all the stuff about being the next Muhammad Ali, about knocking out Mike Tyson, about taking on Canelo Alvarez and that he can beat any boxing man alive. Exactly. No man imagine, alive. Any can you man imagine alive. Him and Canelo? That, that that Jake Paul versus Canelo. Oh my God. They're all laughing their heads off. But can, Canelo's <laughs> Canelo. right now. Canelo's fuming. He's like, hey man, bloody, I can't do a Mexican accent, <laughs> especially when he doesn't talk English very often. But I should, get the fuck out of here. I think mm-hmm. he said at a post fight press conference once. Oh, he'd maul him. That would be such an easy payday. But we're not here to talk about that. Where he'd say, "Well done to both men," because it yeah. just take balls to step in. It's a great in, show. It's a great it show. A great it's show. A great entertainment. Uh, they. It, it was an exciting fight. Yeah, I, I got. It's kind of hats off because honestly, as well as like you said, do you really care who wins or loses? Like, not really. I yeah. didn't really care. So, I didn't really have a dog in that fight. I just wanted it to be exciting, and and I was curious to see where Jake Paul was. Now we see it. He's a 
mid-tier guy right now. And that's well, he's and that's not even okay. a mid-tier guy because Tommy was what well, seven fights, whatever. Jake mm-hmm. six. They're beginners, right? And that's fine. It that's was just all the talk of greatness, which was rubbing people up the wrong way. But still, well done, both men. Of course, Tommy Fury. Congratulations to him. Probably going to see a rematch because they're promoting this. As long as it made enough money to warrant the purses and the production and they made a little bit of dough, we're going to see a rematch. So, hey, first one was exciting. Second one probably will be. There it is. The Jake Paul experiment is over for now because you never know. But we've got other things to talk about, better things to talk about, more suited to our endeavors and our experiences. And we are talking about mixed martial arts. And we've got Harrington and Brian in the backstage. What's up, boys? Show yourself. Give us a little foreshot, Brian. There's, there, there's Harrington. <laughs> What's yeah. up, guys? Hey, how are you well? How's your weekends? I want their camera back. <laughs> it's it's good, man. My uh, my mom's in town. She is right now sitting down swapping Ooh. war stories with my in-laws, telling them about all the horrible things I did in high school, and I'm I'm about to walk down into a firestorm when this is over. <laughs> what about I, you, uh, Brian? How's things? Everything's great. You guys, while you guys were talking about the Jake Paul uh, Tommy Fury fight. I had a catastrophic equipment failure and my uh, monitor stand <laughs> fell down and I was just oh, no way. struggling the whole time trying to get it back up. I'm sure Harrington was having a great time watching. Well, 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 <laughs> it looks fine and dandy right now. We've still got the glove full of drugs in the background. So nice work. What's that? It's a Mega Man hand. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. The Mega Man. Get it right. Let's get into this uh, main event, which never occurred last night. If you were watching it last night, Ryan Superman Span, former opponent of Anthony Smith, taking on Nikita Krilov. Um, the fights were underway. And we were, you know, when you're commentating, they do what's called a stand-up at the beginning. For those people that don't know Anthony, you know. But, you know, at the beginning when it's like Rogan, DC, and John Anik, and they're standing there and they're talking about the fights to intro the show, they call that the stand-up. Sometimes we do one on the prelims. Always do one for the main card generally for both. Uh, so we were doing that stand-up uh, for the main card. And as we were talking about it, we're bigging up the main event. Then we get a producers in our ear. Hold on. Main events canceled. And we're like, what, what? on earth? Yeah. Yeah. So we live. Had to scrum. That's live. That was live oh, on the man. fly. You know, so we had to roll with the punches. Uh, but, um, I mean, give me your thoughts, Anthony, because I talked about it last night. Dominic Cruz on air went to a weight cut issue. I don't think it was. And we found out after the fact that it was food poisoning. And he was still at the apex, I believe, around the time of the new main event was taking place, having fluids via IV pumped into him because he felt so bad. Um, But, of course, for both men, just such an unfortunate set of circumstances. After you've done all that work, the training camp, I mean – I'll, I'll kick it to you now. I'll just end with this. A, has, has anything like that ever happened to you? But for me personally, I never even had a fight fallout. You know, and I never had an opponent not make weight and the fight not go ahead. For the fight to be called off after you've done the training camp, after you've weighed in, when you're backstage warming up, and for that to happen, I mean, I can only imagine what that's like to go through. Yeah, I've never, I've never had it happen either. You know, knock on wood, it's, it's never happened. I've never had, an, I've never, I've never gotten to a place that I'm, that I'm fighting in and then not fought. It's so, I don't know what that would be like or what that would feel like. It, it, it he had to have been super sick to, to not want to go ahead and, and, and make it happen. Ryan Spann looked really, really upset. Uh, kind of, they told him and then stuck him up there in the, you know, in the media room in front of everyone to answer questions. Oh, really? I like, never saw that. I was, I was, I was obviously calling the yeah, fights. What was working. he saying? 
he was upset. He was, you know, he ended up crying. He was, you know, just, just emotional and, and disappointed. And, you know, it, it comes down to a lot of things. You have this opportunity in front of you. You got, you're trying to get this win. You're, you're trying to move forward in the division. Let's not forget you got a paycheck coming and you already, you've already counted it in your mind a, a, a bunch of times. You're depending on where you are in life and how well you've been with your money. Like maybe he needed it. Maybe he didn't. I don't know, but either way you got to, in an Airbnb as well. He's flown all his team in. They've, they've booked a big, huge Airbnb. Right, you know, treating cheap. himself like a world champion. Sorry, just just to add to that. Yeah, that, that it's kind not cheap. Of, that Training wall. camps are expensive. I think people miss miss that sometimes. Like, depending on where you are in life and and where you are in the division and how much money you're making, and things like that. That <laughs> this all changes, but like, training camps are expensive, especially if you're bringing in. If you're bringing in guys, if you're bringing in training partners, you got to pay for their travel. You got to put them up. You got to maybe got to get them a rental car. You got to feed them. And and maybe you got two or three of those. Sometimes I have multiple guys like that. And then, you know, the, just everything, all the costs, they just, it just accrues quickly. And if you don't fight, you just eat that cost. And that's never a good thing at all. Um, so that's, I think that's a large part of it. Um, and then the opportunity, I, I'm sure Ryan Spann was confident. It felt like he was going to get this win. And I don't know what it would be like to, to be so zoned in and make all the sacrifice, go through the work, travel all the way there, cut the weight. And then, you know, I don't know about you, Mike, but the night of the fight, like I'm a different person when I wake up, you've you flipped a switch and, and you're no longer, you know, I'm no longer Anthony Smith, everybody's friend. I'm no longer the funny guy that just hangs out. Like I'm here for a job and it's to crush people. And I don't know how you, the only way to turn that off for me is to fight. Yep. I don't, I don't know how you turn that off. And then on top of that, you know, I mean, I mean, Brian just put in the chat that kind of threw me off. He said, they still get paid for making weight, right? I'm not sure, Brian, to answer your question. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. It all depends individual circumstances. Maybe they rebook the fire. But to your point, Anthony, I mean, it's, it's a lot of mental energy, a lot of mental pressure, because not only the physical side of things and the making weight and the cost. And by the way, going back to the cost, I mean, that was always a thing because it is expensive for a training camp. And that's why anyone, anytime a new contender comes along and they're trying to take on an established champion, not only have you got to defeat their skills inside the octagon, but you've also got the extra hurdle of this man is a multimillionaire with way more resources at his disposal or a female. They've got more resources. They could have a doctor, a masseuse, a nutritionist, all traveling with them. They'll all fly first class. They'll stay in a beautiful accommodation, the finest uh, resources that money can buy mm -hmm. and the best training partners that you can fly in from wherever in the world when you're scrapping your way up and you still, you haven't touched that championship money, but you get a few wins and you get a title fight. Not only are you beating him, you've also got to climb that mountain as well, which is yet mm -hmm. another obstacle. Um, uh, I'm assuming they're going to rebook it. I don't, this is nothing. That's what I heard. That's what I heard late last night. Sounds like okay. they're just rebooking it uh, fairly quickly. Makes sense. Krilov's not the type of guy. He ain't no bitch. That's for sure. Krilov he's tough. He's, is, tough. he's a real world tough guy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He's a real <laughs> he's world a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Guy. All right. Manscaped, as we know, they are the world's leader in below the waist grooming. They will keep your, you know, your meat and two veg all nice and clean and, and smooth as a baby's bum. However, now they have pivoted and they're also doing facial hair trimming. 
beard trimming specifically, and we are talking about the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The Beard Hedger, there it is. This thing's awesome. I've got it upstairs, and I'm not just saying this. It's one of the best beard trimmers that I've used. I've got the same one that I had for years, but, you know, I'm cheap, so I've had it for years, but it's not very good. You've got like, loads of the attachments lying around in, in your drawer. I always use the same one, though. But with this thing, you've got 20 different lengths. It comes with beard shampoo and condition. It comes with beard oil. It comes with beard balm. So you've got all that stuff taken care of. It's good quality. It's titanium coated. So not only a titanium shin bone, you've got a titanium coated T-blade and it will cut that hair as smooth as you want it. Okay. So Manscaped, the one thing that stands out about their products is the quality. Okay. And if, uh, by the way, the Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. You get the beard brush, the comb, and the scissors to ensure that your beard is ready to impress at any time. So listen, if you've got a beard, if you don't have a beard, in fact, if you don't have a beard, you'll probably need this more because you can just take the guard off and do it. You know, you can use that titanium blade right on the face so you can, right? Without the blade, it's a facial shave. With the blade, 20 lengths, and it's top quality, okay? You know that, Manscaped. They are the world's leaders, whether it's below the waist or on your face, they've got you taken care of, and we have you taken care of as well. 20% off and free shipping. Really good discount when you go to manscaped.com and you use the code BISPING20. BISPING20 is the code. 20% off and free shipping. Get the life-changing, game-changing beard, beard Hedger Pro. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The titanium shin bone face cutting machine. So it is. Go to manscaped.com. BISPING20 is the code. 20% off and free ship. All right, well, that was that uh, main event. The new main event was Brendan Allen versus Andre Muniz. Uh, Brendan Allen, if it wasn't a Sunday, I would have reached out to get him on the show, but he's probably in the air right now flying back. Um, what a performance. I mean, I had concerns for Allen because Muniz is a beast on the ground. I mean, mm -hmm. he submitted Jacare by armbar in the first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of whether, regardless whether or not Jack Ray was at the end of his career, or whatever, to tap him out by an armbar is ridiculous in the first round. And he did that three times with three good opponents. And Alan was like, "Pre-fight, I can beat him. I'm not concerned about it. All the rest of it." And I was concerned for him because of that. I tell you what, man, he looked fast as lightning on the feet, and of course sealed the deal with a rear naked choke. Yeah, not the biggest name value for for a main event. But I thought it was a great fight. I thought it was a great fight. They kind of they they. I was concerned that it was going to be very grappling heavy early, and not going to be super exciting. And and for me, it's really exciting. But but overall, fan appealing. Unless they're already kind of really big names, super popular like Charles Oliveira or something, people don't want to see all the grappling a lot of times. So, excuse me. I I was happy to see that they they kind of just went out there, stood in front of each other. It was pretty back and forth. And Brendan Allen. Uh, I heard. I think I heard you say on the broadcast that you were, you were concerned because he wasn't very concerned with the grappling. Yeah, but he wasn't but concerned think, at all. Yeah, I think his. I think his game plan as far as to keep striking, kind of get him a little bit tired, beat up on him a little bit, and then start shooting, start hitting those takedowns, getting on top, and getting to advent advantageous positions immediately. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea. You know, he. he he swept and was able to get to side control pretty quickly. I think the takedown, he got to side control really quickly. Um, I, I, it was a hell of a performance, a huge win, huge win. Oh, 
and, and, and not only huge win, but shows the improvements what he's making. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I spoke about that last night. As a martial artist, as a fighter in the UFC, that's what you want to show. Every time you're out there, you want to show, hey, I'm improving. I'm going to continue to be a bigger and bigger problem for this division. Whatever he's doing down at Killcliffe MMA with Henry Hooft and the whole team, it's paying off. He's always been a good grappler, but last night he looked sensational. Muniz is a tough guy on the ground. On the feet, he, he was fast. He was slick. He was on balance. Great combinations. You know, he's really good, good reflexes. Great shape. Great he shape. He could have done five. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. Was it the second or the third? I never know when I'm commentating fights. With like 30 seconds round. left. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So well done to him. Uh, let's just quickly go through some of the standouts. We had, as I said before, Tatiana Suarez made a return after four years away. Went out there, Montana de la Rosa, got the guillotine choke. Thoughts on that, Anthony? Your daughter's uh, role model now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that given the circumstances, up a weight class, off for four years, hadn't cut weight in a long time, hadn't grinded through a training camp, battled back from injury. Uh, I thought that was. I thought. I thought she hit a home run. Uh, I didn't expect her to look like the Tatiana of old. I didn't think she was going to just pick right up where she left off. Um, I expected to see a little bit of ring rust, a little bit of hesitation, um, but I. <sighs> I, I don't really have anything to complain about. I, yeah, yeah. I think she's got some things to work on that she needs to just get back to kind of her old form. But it's it's tough to do that without really some really true live goes. So um, I thought it was great that the fight kind of went a little ways and, and she was able to kind of battle through some little bit of adversity, some failed takedown attempts, some, had to defend some submissions, had she kind of hung out there on her feet for a little bit. Um, I, I thought it was all positives for her. Gave her a little bit of – she got some mat time. And really, yep, some opportunities exactly. to knock that, knock those cobwebs off. I, I, I only, I suspect she's going to get better and better from here. Well, well, and that's why she took this at one twenty-five as opposed to one fifteen. After four Smart. years away, she said, "I want to come back. I just want to get in there. I want to get back in the octagon." So one fifteen, she will be a problem. Of course, she has a stop. Big victory. for one twenty-five too. She looked big for one twenty-five at one fifteen. Yeah. I don't know how she it makes seems that. Crazy. Two wins, or not a win over two-time champion Carla Esparza, stopped mm -hmm. her by a ground and pound, so she's definitely one to watch. The co-main event, the, the big boys, Augusto Sakai, Dante Mays, I mean, yeah. uh, we'll just skim past that one. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you got nothing good to that. say. Yeah. You're nothing good to say. Say nothing. My mom always told me. Never listened to her though. Uh, Mike Mallott, Johan Lanus, uh, that was a good one. Triangle choke for Mike Malott. Trevor Peak. Did you see that one? I think it opened up the main card. Trevor Peak from Tennessee. Y'all call ideas. Yeah, he, he fought, fought a guy uh, called Eric Gonzalez. Yeah. In the first round, he went out there like a goddamn creep. <laughs> Me and Dominic Cruz, this guy's. He's, he's, he came off the contender on the contender series had a tough first round second round just winging punches just like not the most technical but bloody excited and right. fun you know he had Dana White off the feet and he got the stoppage comes into this one and like we spoke to him this week and I asked him what was your first ever martial arts like, my first martial art was street fighting <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, my first martial art was street fighting and he's just <laughs> he's just like super honest and I totally get it because like you know He's, he, he made some mistakes in his life. He was running with a bad crowd and things like that. Oh, here we go. Some stills of it here. Oh, here's the finish. Oh. Boom. Just winging shots. Winging. Oh, was that Look a that standing hammer fist? fist? 
A running standing hammer fist. Yeah. I mean, that just shows he's in the moment, just pure aggression. Yeah, and then but, threw him um, on his head. Like, get it on Yeah, here. yeah, but Dominic Cruz was laughing his head off because, like, he never blinks. <laughs> he never <laughs> – isn't it weird? I mean, I blink all the time because I've got a bloody fake eye in. You know what I mean? But he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first fight was street fighting. Street fighting. And he's like – like this, oh, and Dominic Cruz was losing his shit. He's like, look at this guy. He's in a good way. He's like, I love him. He looks psychotic, and he went out there and fought like a psycho. Good shit. Well done to him. Congrats him. on the win. Um, there was obviously some great fights, but we got to start. Well, we got to before we move on because we got lots of news. Going to talk about this one. I don't think you saw it, Anthony. It was the first fight of the night. Yeah, I missed the. I missed the first few. You've got a life. Narula <laughs> yeah. um, Ali. Fighting out of Tajikistan. He fought Rafael Alves, who's a wild, explosive, dangerous fighter. Freak of nature. Won by a decision. Say again, sorry. He's a freak of nature. He bloody Alves. is. He's a freak. Yeah. Of does backflips before the fight starts. Yeah, it's crazy. And then he got and then he gasses. Mm. He's off on the backflips. Less backflips, bro. Less backflips, bro. Um, he won the fight by a split decision. The first fighter to fight out of Tajikistan. Uh, had a lot of support as well, Brian. Play this clip here. We were talking about this. Look at this. Holy hell. Thousand, and it was like 3 a.m. in Tajikistan. That's crazy. Thousands of people in a state. Look at it. Isn't that what his first ever fight? And they just like, what Look are they watching? The like down. a screen? Yeah, they showed it on the screen. Wow. No, so that's a watch party. You know, sometimes they do watch yeah. parties. So that's a watch party. Thousands of people in a stadium. I mean, talk about support. That's wild. Right. That I mean, that might be like ten thousand people. Yeah, something that's like crazy. that. Easy. Yeah, wild. Him. That's got to feel. Then, good. then what he did was uh, he bit his opponent. He was hungry. He was. Hungry, he bit. Right? His, he was very hungry for the win. So hungry, he took a little nibble. Nah. Yeah, bit his opponent in the first round. I can't think of another time. Can you think of any time somebody bit someone in the UFC? Actually, I... Uh, Brian, if you think was, of one it wasn't, in the U- it wasn't in the UFC, but I fought... Um, um, God damn, what was his name? Anyways, his last name was Gable. It's a, I, it, was, it was as a pro. Dan um, Gable? It was Dan Gable's nephew. Clark Gable? No. Oh, Dan Gable's Matt nephew? Matt Gable. Matt Gable. Yeah, it was Dan Gable's nephew. Um, wrestler guy. Well, I had, had like a real nasty cut on my arm, like from glass and i got the stitches out like two weeks before i fought and i was defending a takedown and i was like digging an underhook or something and i was cross-facing him well my arm got stuck in his mouth as i was like trying to rip his face across my body and it there was so much pressure on it it tore that real nasty cut open and so the entire crowd like my my arm was stuck in his mouth so like then i kind of squeezed his head so i kind of made him bite me a little bit and it ripped that cut open squeezed and, his head and made him bite yeah because I mean, yeah, my arm was in his mouth so i just kept squeezing and i didn't realize it i didn't even shit. realize eat it yeah just get that but then the whole crowd went crazy and the referee went nuts because they thought he actually like tried to bite me like uh, bit me um but it, it has happened before i i, I, I was th- trying to think of this earlier dustin poirier admitted to biting michael chandler when he fish hooked him that yes there we go oh just and there's got to be some early ones in like the early days of the ufc there's got to be a few bites you know what it was oh, gotta be no rules no holds barred gotta be but still anyway norulo ali with that kind of support you know and he's got that 
he's not from Dagestan, but he's from Tajikistan. I'm, you know, they're probably not too far away from each other. They've got very similar styles. Brother, we talk like this as well. <laughs> Michael Bisping is such such an honor to talk with you. Yes, for me, Russell Mountains. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye on that name because you're gonna be seeing more of it. All right, we got lots of news. We got all kinds of stuff. We got John Jones returning. We got headlines. We got stuff, but we got Anthony. So we got Harrington. Harrington, come on then. What's going on? Non MMA. Non MMA. Non MMA. What? And how are you? I saw your parent. Your parents are there. My mom is That's here. My preparation for the baby. There's a yeah. They're throwing like a massive baby shower next weekend. So oh. uh, her and uh, and and my my girl's mom are just you know they're powwowing at the at the kitchen table right now. Just like I said, telling like literally saying that? every bad thing I've ever done. It's crazy. And today, how was that? Because when my parents met, or when my in-laws met, like not both my parents, because they were divorced a long time ago, but when they just met either of them, I was like, oh, God, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin it, because my mom's mental. My dad's mental in his own way. But my mom, straight away, he never tainted his room, and he swore, and he's a wee little bastard, so he is. Was it smooth, your transition of family members being cohesive? No, it was exactly like that. It was... yeah. You know, I got this sweet, wonderful wife and her parents are just, you know, they yeah. just think the awesome. world, they think the world of her and they're incredible. And my mom comes in and just every embarrassing, stupid <laughs> goddamn thing you'd ever done in your whole life. She's got, and she comes with receipts. She got pictures <laughs> and, and, oh God, it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it is. So good luck with that, Harrison. Yeah. But, you know, you're a sweetheart of a guy. You are. You put some nonsense in the notes, but, you know, you're a nice guy. I don't think, other than getting into sexual escapades with Dirty Mike and the boys in the park <laughs> and in an abandoned car, I don't think there's much to talk about. Not much controversy with you, right? Well, I mean, you know, from what I heard right when we were starting this up, they were telling the story of the time I stole my dad's car when I was in high school, no. and that's that's good for, like, 10 minutes of laughing at me. They're not. Yes, they're not yes, going to yes. tell the the breast milk story, right? Hopefully not. I don't think nah. my mom knows that one. Ooh, I think she doesn't listen to the show. That's no. the PG thirteen Harrington. <laughs> Brian, maybe you have some embarrassing stories of Harrington that he doesn't tell us. Uh, you know what? I don't really think I do have too many embarrassing oh, that's stories that I'm willing to tell on on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. All well, that's disappointing. Boring. Send us a non-mixed martial arts story, please, Harrington. Okay, uh, how about this one? So, remember a couple of years ago when Lady Gaga's dogs got uh, dog napped? Like I the, do. the dog walker got shot. Um, and, and he yeah, killed? He was like, no, he wasn't killed. He oh. was in critical condition. Uh, he did have to. He says that he's had like life-altering injuries, um, and, and it's like really. It's kind of ruined his life. It's put him in debt. The the a whole bunch of stuff, bunch of trauma. Uh, but so getting right shot after, put him in debt and a bunch of trauma and stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, you go robbing people's dogs in America. No, no, you no, might no, get the, shot. The guy who was walking Lady Gaga's dogs, the guys who came to kidnap oh. the dog. Oh, they shot, shot him, him to take yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like defending. Oh, okay. He was like, yeah, he was fighting to like keep the dogs, and they shot him. Uh, so Lady Gaga immediately after this happened, right? She announced that there was a five hundred thousand dollar reward uh, for her dogs to be returned, no questions asked. That was her statement. 
Uh, so the dogs were eventually returned uh, by uh, one of the dog nappers, uh, his like uh, his mom and uh, I guess his stepmom, I guess, and the guy who she was living with. Uh, they brought him back to that house. That woman then takes the dogs, brings him back to Gaga and is like, where's my 500 grand? 500 grand never materializes. She's considered an accomplice after the fact. Uh, with the actual theft of the dogs, she is now currently suing Lady Gaga for breach of contract. See, you had me, and I was on her side until you said one of the accomplices, one of the dog nappers. Mm -hmm. if, if it's the family or if it's one of the dog nappers, I'm sorry, you don't get the reward. I'm with Lady Gaga on this. What about you? 100%. 100%. <sighs> this, this happened to me one time. Oh, of course it did. Come on. It did, I swear to God. So I had this really incredibly beautiful like 110 pound pit bull right and i lived in a pretty sketchy area at the time i wasn't doing as well as i'm doing these days and someone stole my dog at these apartments that were pretty sketchy down the street so i go down there and i'm freaking out and i'm asking people have you seen the dog have you seen the dog and this lady you know who clearly was uh under the influence of drugs comes out and she said well they got they had the dog up there at that apartment. So I go up there and I beat on the door. Do an impression of the lady all sketched out of her face. No, I can't because it would be, <laughs> be the most uh, racist shit in the they've world. Got, they've got your dog. <laughs> oh, um, so, they, so I go up there and I knock on the door and they won't answer it. And they, eventually some other lady comes out and I say, hey, that lady down there says, you got my fucking dog. I want my dog back. And she was like, well, they drove him out on this part of town to sell him. And I was like. You need to call them and tell them I'll give them a thousand dollars if they bring him back right now. So she calls right then and says, yeah. "Hey, this guy says that that's his dog. He'll give you a thousand dollars." Because I knew that he was neutered, so there's like you can't get anything out of him. He's not going to fight, and he's not you're not, you're not going to be able to breed him. So yeah. they're not going to make that much. So I just set a ridiculously <laughs> high number for them. So they bring him back, and I lose my shit. I'm like, I'm holding a gun. I take the dog. She wants her money. It was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. But yeah. I welched on my fucking, I welched on it. Well, of course, that's your property. You don't <laughs> right. pay to receive your property back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're idiots for believing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying not a ransom smart. for a dog. But hey. what about the pit bull? I mean, 110 pound pit bull. What are you, what was his name? Haven. Haven's a piece of shit. Why? Haven should have stood his ground and be like, rrr, rrr. oh, he was such a you're sissy. not taking me. Yeah, he's such a sissy. That dog was was like people say that about pit bulls. He people was say that he was so sweet. I'm not the like pit bull advocate here. Like, there's obviously been some pit bull attacks and stuff, but my mine, yeah, was a sweetheart. Well, it sounds like it. he allowed himself to be stolen. By yeah, he was, and he was pumped too when they pulled up. Like he's sitting in the front seat, like like he should have had a seatbelt on. Like he was having the time of his life. <laughs> that's hilarious that's uh, of course you had the similar story that's great yeah. well lady gaga's dog nappers are bloody fools and you yeah, can't go but, and now she's suing for half a million dollars get out of town <laughs> shut the hell up you know um all right well that was uh, a brief look into the mind of what harrington thinks important in the world mm -hmm. um let's i did get to tell look. one stupid story that i would never have an opportunity to probably ever tell again well, they no, and I like it. That is a good story. Uh, let's have a look. Where's this John Jones drama, Harrington? You put it in here somewhere. I was wondering if we were going to talk about this. with Angano. Yeah, 
Right. So John Jones uh, says he took exception. Uh, there was an interview that Francis Ngannou did where he essentially said, I'm the undisputed champion for life. Nobody took the belt off of me. I, I gave it up when I left the promotion. So that means my undisputed status is is good for life. John Jones retorted that he didn't like uh, he didn't like the way the, that that came off, uh, especially because you know Ngannou left the promotion once Jones was ready to uh, once Jones was ready to come up to heavyweight. Uh, somebody else then uh, popped off of Jones and we're like, oh yeah, you're talking big now that Francis has left the company, and he clarified saying he was ready to fight Francis. Ngannou six months ago, Francis stalled uh, until his contract ran out, and, and that's why that fight didn't materialize. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I'm just, oh, as it relates to this, I'm trying to find uh, an Instagram post, which I just saw. Um, and it kind of relates to this a little bit. It's Adam Hunter, the comedian. You probably know what I mean. <laughs> he says, and it's very, very briefly, uh, loosely related. Tommy Fury beat Jake Paul, who beat Anderson Silva, who beat Vitor Belfort, who beat Hendo, who beat Fedor Emelianenko, who beat Frank Mir, who beat Mark Hunt, who beat Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, who beat Francis Ngannou. Tommy Fury is now the best heavyweight in all of mixed martial arts right now. <laughs> you got to love MMA, I love I love those uh, those like linear, you know, kind of yeah. champion things. I absolutely love those because you can come to the weirdest conclusions. Yeah, no, I know it's great. Um, listen, I, I Francis Ngannou can say that he never lost the heavyweight belt. Of course, he didn't. But you can't claim to be the forever, the eternal champ when the division moves on without you. You walked away as the champion. That's like George St. Pierre when he came back and he beat me, took my belt, and then he retired from the sport. You know, he can't say that he's always, he can't undermine all the other champions. He can't say Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, and whoever else there was. Can't say that their work didn't matter because they never beat me. You know, that's not right. how it works. I understand Francis bigging himself up, doesn't need to, you know, and I understand him and John going back and forth and all the rest of it because there is dialogue there and hopefully they meet down the line. But it's it's a little, it's a little, it's a little much. But what do you think? Yeah, it seems more like a contract negotiation talking point more than anything, to be honest with you. Like, take. well, if you're going into a negotiation with another organization right now, it seems like. That's something you would say if you were Francis and Ghana's team, right? Um, and, and I think it's just it seems like it's a soundbite. And I understand John Jones taking taking an issue with that. Because if he goes in here and, and then wins, you know, and he doesn't want the narrative to be, well, you you never beat Francis, so you're not the real champion. That's a very similar thing that DC dealt with. You're not the yep. real champion because you never beat John Jones. Like DC, default champ. Yeah. I mean that's that's what they called him, you know. It, John yeah. John doesn't want that. No, and and by the way, DC was the fair champ. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, listen. Of course, Francis is always going to claim that. You know, mm-hmm. of course he is. But the reality is, there's Steve Miocic out there. Whoever wins Saturday night, Cyril Garn or John Jones, they're the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Yes, there's there's a claim to the throne for Francis Ngannou. But you walked away from the organization for whatever reason, whether you agree with him and disagree with him or you understand this perspective, which of course you do. He's a free man and he wants as much money as what he thinks he's uh, worth, you know? And I respect that. Good for him. Good for him. But you walked away. You relinquished the belt. You vacated it. So those talks are over. Um Steve Pemiochik might have something to say about all of this, though. 
mm-hmm. on paper the greatest heavyweight of all time and a man that beat Francis Ngannou, you right. know, as as well as Derek Lewis in the UFC as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, if Stipe comes back and, and he still has an opportunity to to completely erase anything that Francis did, unfortunately. You know, if John Jones wins, or honestly, it doesn't even matter if John Jones wins or not. If Stipe comes back, gets a win, and he can somehow grab a hold of that title again, Francis Ngannou is kind of in the rearview mirror. I as agree. Far, as, far as, I, as far as greatness and the greatest champions in the in the division, and it, Francis is not, you know, not even in that conversation. He's not. He'll, he'll always be. I mean, listen. He'll, he'll, he'll always be a, a a mark. Like he'll always be he'll, a big deal. I believe, and and not just because he's a gigantic person, he'll always leave a shadow in mm-hmm. the heavyweight division because he's sure. there. And he walked away. And currently, right now, he's entertaining a lot of offers. Tyson Fury talked about it. Deontay Wilder talked about it. Anthony Joshua's team, Eddie Hearn, have spoke about Ngannou as well. So he's fielding a lot of offers. He may be pricing himself out of the market. I saw a report that he refuses to accept less than $25 million. And maybe that's the right thing to do, actually. Jake Paul just got $25 million. I'm mm-hmm. sure Ngannou, with that, UFC champ status still attached against one of these heavyweight boxing greats. I'm sure that will do crazy numbers. Um, but Stipe, Stipe could, could wreck shop on all of that. You and him are pretty tight, right? He's been on the podcast before. Do you want to reach mm-hmm. out and see if we can get him on? Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, yeah I'll send him. I'd love uh, to hear. Yeah, I'll send a message right now. I'd love to hear his take on all of it, you know, because obviously he's the, the man that's not being mentioned right now. Him and Cyril Garn. Jones and Cyril Garn, obviously, they're, 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 they're fighting for the belt this weekend. So we're talking about that, and rightly so. But Stipe, yeah, I mean, listen, he defended the belt more times than anyone. He did defeat Francis Ngannou one time. And him versus John Jones, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, it's, it's almost insulting to Cyril Garn. But if I was to ask you right now, what fight would you rather see? John Jones versus Stipe or John Jones versus... Oh, no, Stipe versus John Jones or Stipe versus Cyril Garn? Both. Oh, Stipe versus John Jones, without without question, right? So it's a more interesting fight, and it's it's a style stylistically. I think Stipe, it, it's a more exciting fight. I think with John, and he nullifies a lot of John's tools. I believe with the wrestling yeah. ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, we'll save most of the Jones, Cyril Garm, UFC two eighty five talk. For Thursday's show, I think that's probably the best bet because we'll there'll be a lot to talk about there. But early on, just just quick predictions. What do you think happens there on that on Saturday uh, at this got, stage? Yeah, just real quickly. I I mean, I got a lot of respect, and and I think that Sarogon has a lot to bring to the table. I I do think that uh, I have to I have to look at it as if John Jones is going to come back somewhere near the person he was before because I don't have any evidence that says otherwise. So. Uh, I do have to stick with John Jones. I think he has more tools. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about fit bod really quick. You want a fit bod. You feel like you have a fit bod. But when you go to the gym, you haven't got the motivation or the expertise to have a fit bod. You're stuck in a trap. You're doing the same old cycle. You're doing the same routines. You're bored out your goddamn mind. Maybe you don't have the equipment. Well, all of that is now a thing of the past with fit bod. What is it? Well, it's an app. 
for your phone. Okay. It's a fitness app and it will give you workouts based upon whatever environment you are in the gym, the park, your garage, uh, whatever shape you are in, whatever you require. And it will give you breakdowns. Okay. It will give 4k video on all new exercises. So you're not just doing it by looking at a picture or an illustration. There is videos showing you how to do it. Okay. That is one of the main problems. People go into the gym. They need that variety. They say variety is the spice of life. Variety is the spice of getting results from your workouts because you do the same thing over and over. Your body becomes accustomed to that level of stress. When you do new things, of course, you do something new, a new activity, your body's hurting because you've never used those muscles before in that way, but also because your body's not used to it. So mix things up, okay? So with the FitBot app, you can pick a fitness goal, add in the equipment that you have, and it will create a workout for you, okay? You can see all your results right there on the app, and it will make planning your workouts very, very easy. And the good news is, is that FitBod will cost you less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer, okay? You can personalize your goals, your fitness level, and the available equipment, as you, as I said. So yeah, there it is. If you want a little of inspiration, if you want someone to show, show you some new exercises, a new routine, and you want to track all your progress right there on your smartphone, then FitBod is the way to do it, and it's cheap. Right now, you go to fitbod.me slash believe, okay? You can try it out for free, okay? Or you can get 25% off your subscription. Or as I say, try it out for free and you get results that last all year for less than the cost of one session with a personal trainer. It's a great app. It's a great deal. Fitbod.me slash believe 25% off your subscription, or you can try the app out for free. If you're stuck, try the app out for free. Why wouldn't you do that? When you get to Vegas. Oh, so you're gonna be in Vegas. I was thinking about this. Yeah. I get to Vegas. Oh god, probably. I'm working for BT Sport, not ESPM. So I'm gonna be there Wednesday morning. Oh, I get in real early on Thursday. I just got back last night. Oh shit. <laughs> I've got to go right back. Yeah. And then the following week, I'm there all week for this slap boxing thing and the fights that weekend as well. Oh, speaking, speaking, spe- speaking of slap fighting, you could you reach out to someone for me? Could you could you mm-hmm. do me? Could you use your platform to help me out? What do you want? Tickets or something? No, I want to work it. I was gonna say you're Anthony Smith. You can I get know. tickets. I want to be one of the guys in the black shirt <laughs> catching them. them. I do, really. <laughs> oh, do you really? Yeah, who do I talk to? But we'll, we'll talk the about message it to Zach. Well, does he book Zach Anito, head of production? You'll see his name on the getting the credit in the UFC. Great guy, by the way, as well. Fantastic. Yeah, Zach's your guy. Oh, oh we would dude. love to see Anthony Smith. Up I there. want to, bad. I do. Really? Yeah, I spoke to. You uh, love that shit, dude. Sports Illustrated called me a couple days ago, wanted to do an interview, so we did this long interview. And at the end of it, he said, "Have you ever thought about you know like working the event?" And I was like, honestly. I would love to be able to call that. I was like, but Michael is, you know, I worked the pilot and, and tried to audition for the job. Like Michael's much better at it than I am. No, stop it. No, because, I'm not. But well, you should do that. I will give you, you I will step aside because you have such a passion for it. You know no, what I mean? No, I, no, no. You're better at it. I, because there's not a lot to it. So as far as fighting goes, there's a lot I can no. nerd out on. Like I can, <laughs> we can, I can talk about all the different techniques, what they should be doing, what they're not doing right, what would make it better. Like that's my kind of my lane is is the analytical part of it. 
it, but you you do a great job of getting people excited and i'm not the greatest promoter so like slap fighting there's not a lot to it as far as the technique and stuff so the only thing you can do is get people excited about it so and i'm, I'm not you're better at it than i am translation bisping doesn't know shit about technique but he can waffle out of his ass for a bit and get him all no, excited like, thanks Anthony. Re- no 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 it's no, fine it's fine saying. i have to lean into what, my strength what you said you Jesus you have Christ. the analytical no you have the analytical mindset oh but you also promote fights very well this as well it's over this podcast is done God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh what should we do um what is going on with woody harrelson harrington in so, fact, in fact, hold on. We just uh, you put in the snow. Yeah, uh, never mind. Woody Harrelson, what's he doing? So he hosted SNL last night, um, and he said he was making a reference to the COVID nineteen pandemic, and he said, you know, I got a movie script a couple years ago uh, that was essentially uh, these drug cartels uh, would get together, they would buy all the politicians and buy you know all the media outlets, and they would force everyone into their house. And they would stop people. If you want to play it, we can. I uh, don't play it. Okay, we're, going uh, we're actually playing it. Then it's it's only twenty <laughs> seconds. It's like the last oh, twenty end seconds. Of it. Okay. Yeah, he can he can like say it better this. than I. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartels' drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Okay, so the... (laughs) Oh, dear, we don't want to get into all that COVID bollocks again. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, which way do we go here? Oh, of course, this is when Brian pops in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course, Brian straight in. Is that actually, guys? The one thing I will say about this is you're allowed to say anything you want on TV when your dad killed Kennedy. What do you okay. mean? I don't get it. Yeah, oh, Woody Harrelson's dad was an assassin for the CIA. That's like out. That's like oh, a known really? thing. Really? Oh, he was. <laughs> I guess you can say whatever you want. I wish my dad was an assassin for somebody. Oh, God, wouldn't that be cool if your father was an assassin? My, my dad was a sniper. Oh, my dad was a crackhead. <laughs> it's, it's bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was i'm not lying so he really likes crack shout out to hey but i'll tell you what he had some good fun times didn't he well, i you bet know, he, he had a ball he, he was funny his, too no he had he got caught with his pants down several times by the <laughs> he missus he, he was having a lot of fun you know what he was i mean partying so what's super fun about the woody harrelson thing is i looked and like pretty much every major media outlet led their coverage this morning with headlines like you know, uh, Woody Harrelson out there with outlandish COVID-19 conspiracies. So it is just kind of funny that he's calling out all the media being in the pocket of Big Pharma and then they flame him online the next day for this. Well, it is ridiculous, isn't it? Because like I was just in Australia and they're putting out things like, oh, you know, um, Australians, good news. Your fifth booster is now available. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) get the fuck out of town. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like when it works, maybe, but it doesn't work. <laughs> and and I got into an debate debate with someone. They were like, "Well, no, 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 no. It reduces the illness effect." I'm like, "No, but a vaccine should eradicate it. You know, it should <laughs> make make you immune to it." And I looked it up, and that is what it means. You know, so don't call it a vaccine. Then call it a symptom reducer. You know a, what I'm saying? A medical treatment. Yeah. Here we hold go. On. A symptom vaccine. reducer. Got my fifth sy- symptom oh, reducer. I got my it just. I got my fifth symptom reducer. Oh the man, definition. We're get so demonetized off of this. 
No, we won't because we're moving on because no one wants to hear about that bollocks. But you know what? In most countries now, uh, like, for example, my dad, he just had COVID last year. Shout out, dad. Hope you're well if you're watching. Uh, he usually watches the show. So if you are, you and Mick, big shout out. Friend as well. Um, he, uh, yeah, he said, you know, I called him yesterday. We were having a chat when I was driving home or there to Vegas. He said, yeah, I've not been good, son. I was really, really bad last week. I think I had COVID. He said, but um, I don't know because you can't get tests. You just can't get them anymore because they don't care. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, in, in, like now, even if same in Australia, which they locked down the country for years from the rest of the world. But now if you get COVID, as long as you're up to it, just go to work anyway. You don't even <laughs> need to say anything. It's just right. wild. It's insane. It's the whole thing's insane. Yeah, oh, I uh I got this group chat with all my neighborhood and friends, and there's a couple people in this group chat that are just hardcore, you know, still COVID people. And so I give them a bunch of shit all the time. But uh about once a week I hit them with the hey, you guys remember back in the day, and I'll hit them with like a COVID fact, like, remember when nowhere was open, but you could go to the bar and get drinks to go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Or I just like go through get, and do that you, every once in a while. You couldn't go to the bar, but you could go if you were getting food. In yeah. England, you, you could you could get drinks if you were having food, you know. I mean, look, listen, a lot of people might say, but hold on, you're a hypocrite, Bisping. When it first came out, I was like, well, let's just listen to the doctors and stuff like that because they're saying it's going to be really dangerous. So generally, these are smarter people than me, so we listen to them. Do you know what I mean? But as it came along and it unfolded before our very eyes, then it became clear that, number one, the vaccines doesn't stop it. My wife had bloody Pfizer. She had the other one. She had them all. Still got it. She was still sick as hell. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, anyway, moving on. Harrington uh, put number one. It's snowing wait, in wait, California. Wait, before we move on, you remember when we would go eat and you had to wear the mask in the door, but once you sat down, it was okay? You take it off. <laughs> yeah. It was so fucking stupid. I hate, oh, God. And on the planes. So on the planes. The plane. You I know, remember yeah. the first time I flew with no mask. I felt naked. <sighs> it was the weirdest thing. Well, when you've got a little bit of a beard as well, the masks are horrible. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're very, very no, uncomfortable. I, I mean, you you gotta you got a little bit it's, you it's got a like face that. like a baby's bum, Anthony. <laughs> Look at you, cute as a button. A uh, boy. All right, all right. Harrington, give us another we've been doing non-MMA for a while. Should we do some MMA? Harrington, give us a story, mate. Give us a story. Okay. Uh well, I mean, you guys were you guys were talking about uh, Stipe being the next man up at heavyweight. This uh, was just announced. The number three versus the number four at heavyweight, Curtis Blades versus Sergey Pavlovich. I think they'd have something to say about the winner of uh, uh, John Jones versus Cyril Gaon. I think we mentioned that on the last show because yeah. then I said, yeah, yeah we, we mentioned this. Harrington, for crying out loud. I wasn't this sure. This is precious hard oh. time. The believers are signing off in droves right now. <laughs> they are. They're, they're out turning of here. against you. Not because of your misinformation. <laughs> No, because of that weird T-shirt. Why do I know those eyes? What face is that on your T-shirt? Cirque du Soleil. Back up. No, it's not what I thought it was. Have you yeah, been to a Cirque du Soleil show? They're good. I guess I yeah. must have if I have the shirt. Anthony, they're <laughs> yeah, good. Which ones have really you seen? Good. I don't remember. I don't remember what they're called. But my, my every time my wife and I are in town, she always books us one. It's awesome. For anyone that makes it to Vegas, if you can afford the tickets because they ain't cheap, you've okay. got to check those out because they are amazing. Oh, at the Bellagio. Yeah. It's probably the, the best one I've seen. And then there's one in the win. Athletes? Wow. <sighs> Unbelievable. The one in the wind's called the La Rive or something. It's like the whole show's underwater. They just 
It's amazing. It's amazing. Is that was the one where they're like flying out of the water and and like they shoot up from underwater and stuff? Yeah, it's I think just I've seen it's, that one. It's it, and then the music that goes. It's, I mean, it, they're wild. They're yeah, wild. It's anyway, uh, on the notes, I was thinking you were going to bring this up. Where is it? 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 Something to do with McGregor and Hamza. Yeah, so uh, so I know that Hamzat uh, said that he has recently shut down his camp ahead of Ramadan, uh, so he's not going to be fighting anytime soon. But his coach was doing an interview, uh, Andreas Michael. Uh, he said that, you know, with the McGregor fight, he said, that is a mega fight. At the end of the day, it's not me that's making weight. But if, Kamz- if Hamzat feels uh, that he wants to go down to welterweight, I believe he can do it. He can do whatever he wants if you put your mind to it. Uh, if you can do whatever, it's a piece of cake. Uh, he said it would be a blockbuster. It would be an amazing fight. Box office hit pay-per-view. Uh, that is what that fight yeah. would be. Wow. Of course, it would also be an absolute massacre. Let's be honest. Now, listen, I've got nothing against it. If they want to make it, I'll watch it. I'll pay for it. I'll talk about it. I'll get excited about it. Uh, but but they ain't, they ain't, they ain't giving Hamzat Conor McGregor. No. Hamzat is a 85er who has had the ability to suck himself, suck himself down to one seven. Suck himself off. Well, that's if, uh... To, he's an 85 to shrink with the himself to suck himself off. <laughs> yeah, he's with the ability he's, to shrink He's very thin himself. and lean when he does that, isn't he? He's managed to... <laughs> Looks like he hasn't slept very much. My God, he's got his <laughs> mouth full. Um, <laughs> uh, what was going to say? Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he just shrinks him. He's had the ability to shrink himself all the way down to 170. And this isn't even a knock on Connor. Suck himself, suck himself down. Um <laughs> It's not even a knock on Connor, to be honest with you. It's just, no. it's not a fair matchup. It's a, Connor is huge. 45. Yeah. You got to remember this. It's not a knock on Connor. Connor for his weight classes for a reason. You can put on a bit of weight and you can get a bit pudgy or a bit muscly and all the rest of it, but it's not optimum fighting no. weight. He's, he's a natural 55er. 45, 55. Look what he did at 45. 55, he won the belt as well. You know, that's not good for him. Um, I talking of McGregor and the ultimate fighter. I saw Michael Chandler at the fights last night. Oh, I had yeah. a quick conversation. It, it, Michael Chandler, he was on the show, as we know. What a class act. But again, I had a great conversation with him last night at the Apex when I ran to the toilet whilst commentating. I'm like, bro, I got to go. I'm live on earth. <laughs> I said, I'd be like 30 seconds. Uh, wants to come on the show again. Said, well, anytime. Maybe we'll wait for the ultimate fighter to start. There'll be a nice mm-hmm. tie in there. But I did ask him about McGregor. I said, are you guys getting along? Has there been any drama? And he said, to be honest with me, he said, he's been very cordial. He said, you know, there's been bits of drama. Of course there has, he said, but nothing too spicy as of yet. Cause it's still early days. I think it's still the first week or something. He said, right. but as of yet, nothing too spicy, but I mean, there, there will be, there will well, be. How eventually. do you get mad at Michael Chandler? When you're yeah. around him in person, it's one thing to like listen to a soundbite or an interview or a post-fight interview or whatever. But when you're in person and right in front of him, I don't know how you get mad at that guy. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you do it. How? Fights finished last night. The weather was terrible. I'm rushing out of there. I'm starving. I haven't had anything to eat. On the way out, as I'm walking out the apex, there's a little kitchen with food in for the fighters. They had chocolate chip cookies, my favorite variety. I grabbed two of them. I'm sticking one in my face as I'm leaving the apex. Michael Chandler's there talking to people. I stop. He goes, hey, Bisping, knocks the cookies out of my hands. They hit the floor, they break up, they're all over the place. That'll do it. I'm like, I'm going to smash your face in, Michael Chandler. <laughs> right here in the That'll apex. Do it. I don't care. That'll do it. That'll do it. 
He's no longer welcome here. I would imagine. He's no right? longer. <laughs> uh, I picked up the cookie off the floor and still ate it. Three second rule. Who cares? <laughs> Those are good cookies, though, back there. Oh, they're delicious. They I do love a good cookie. Um, former UFC middleweight Alan Belcher won the bare knuckle. FC heavyweight title. Did he really knocking out Arnold Adams? I didn't see this one, Harrington. In the third round, the Johnny Cash fans said that he would love to welcome Francis Ngannou to the promotion. All right. First of all, I saw Alan Belcher last year for the first time in a while. We had a good conversation. We were we fought and we had a little bit of beef, but water under the bridge. I was taken aback by the size of the man. He's definitely been lifting weights. He's definitely, definitely enhanced. On- Supplements. He's enhanced for sure. Oof. He's an enhanced version. But I don't know about did you beat Francis I did. Did you? I did. That's an amazing win. I, I've always been a big fan of him. I, I was a big fan of him when he beat Husmar Paul Harris. Remember when he was in there leg locking? Yeah, yep. no, that's natural, bro. That's it's natural. totally natural, bro. I mean, that's exactly what I look like with my shirt off. <laughs> you can't even see the Johnny Cash tattoo anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that when we fought, that was my goal too. You know what I mean? Was I it? said, "Listen, you, oh, of course it was." I said, "Mate, you want to stop trying to pick a fight with me? You want to pick a fight with that tattoo artist for that abomination <laughs> on your arm? <laughs> it looks nothing like Johnny Cash." And then when we fought, then he had some NFL player. They were sitting in the back of a Phantom, and like some NFL player he played for the Cleveland Browns or something. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. And then they were giving all these big bets giving all these big bets. So what we did, uh, they were sitting there in the back of this Rolls Royce bet, bet, uh, Phantom. They had sunglasses on, all blinged out with the, the ice and the jewelry and everything. So uh, what we did was, I've got this mate, Damien, and he's tiny, he's very, very small. So we got in the back of one of those Fiat Punto 500s, you know, those tiny, tiny little cars. And I sat him on my lap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And we did a video like a response. Hey, what's up? Like a total opposite. You know what I mean? Right. That is yeah. hilarious. He he was hurt pretty bad in that that title fight though on bare knuckle. Oh, was he? Did yeah, you watch it? Run. Oh, yeah, I had never miss one. I'm just, I feel I'm like just you opening know the Alan door. Belcher. I'm just opening the door to all my vices, but bare knuckle and slap fighting. But yeah, he was hurt really bad. He's looked really good in bare Pop knuckle fighting. Never watched. Well, not on purpose. I didn't go there and watch it on purpose. I'm gonna say you live in that neighborhood where there's deep down Nebraska. I got some chickens back here. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe I'm just I'm raising them up to fight. No, I'm joking. I'm not fighting. Have chicken. you seen the cock fight? And I'm not yes. talking about Un- slapping rest- wrestling penises in the changing room. Un- unintentionally, unintentionally. Yeah. yeah, I was I was in another country. I was in where the fuck was I? Maybe the Dominican Republic. We were going from like the resort to I don't know, like cliff diving or some some stupid like that. But and so we were driving down the road and i said well what what is all that what are those people doing over there they're like oh we'll pull in you know they whipped in they're like that's the whole cockfighting ring is fighting chickens and shit it's crazy just out there i uh, know i'm sure it is i'm sure it is i've never seen it never witnessed it uh, but just talking of cockfighting and cocks in general um why do wrestlers have this culture where they just i mean if you go like the la fitness i go to that gym because it's right by my house i don't like it at all it's crap but it's right there five minutes as opposed to the other gym which is like half an hour so when I quit work I go there I go in the bathroom to take a pee you got all the old fellas and they're just letting it loose you know the one they don't care mm-hmm. they've got the foot up on a bench they're, with they're, a towel around the their hair. neck yeah towel around the neck 
Peter's just swinging all over the place and like your eyes are just drawn to it. And wrestlers <laughs> and wrestlers is the same thing. And case in point, Callum, my son, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of penises in the discussion and in what goes on. You know what I mean? And over Christmas, myself, Callum and Lucas, my youngest, we went to the gym, UFC gym, Costa Mesa. We're in there and we then we'll have a sauna and then get in the shower afterwards. And because of the wrestling culture, Callum just walk, comes walking out of the, uh, the, the cubicle, <laughs> swinging it all over the place in front of me and Lucas. I'm like, for God's sake, Callum, cover yourself up. What the hell are you doing? He's like, what? I'm like, what do you mean, what? Number one, I don't want to see that. It's twice the size of mine. Secondly, <laughs> Lucas doesn't want to see that. But it's those wrestlers, man. What is it about the wrestlers? I don't know. It's been like that as long as I can remember, too. I've never been like that where I'm just walking around, just just big yeah. out. I don't know. It's weird. Happy as Larry. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what it's. It is a wrestler culture thing. It's it's an odd, it is. odd thing. Uh, anyway, anyway, not on oh, my I got a, Okay, I got a funny story. I'm going to Go tell on. one more and then I'm done. I got to hold so, on. No, please. I was in high school. It was probably junior year. Um, I got this friend. Um, Good dude ended up in ended up going to prison and having some problems. He's out now, clean and sober. Good dude, but he was a maniac in high school. Really, really fantastic wrestler. And I remember when he was one of those guys that just same thing, like wiener out all the time, like naked, lots of lots of dick jokes. And we were getting ready for him to have a duel, like with another school was coming to our high school. And for whatever reason, he was like, I wonder. There's an much- obvious joke there, but I'm going to go past it. <laughs> he goes, I wonder how much my wiener weighs. And the scale is in the locker room because we're getting ready to weigh in. So he straddles the scale, puts his whole junk on the scale, and the opposing school superintendent, wrestling coach, head wrestling coach, and their team walk in while our entire team is standing around oh the God. scale with one guy with his legs spread, just wiener and balls on the scale. It was. I wasn't like super close, but it was probably one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever been a part of. I want to know what it weighed. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't close <laughs> enough to see it. I want to know because I'm like, these I'm another advantage that they have. Not only do they, they get the extra power, the explosivity, the muscles, and they look good with the shirt off, but their dick and balls shrink. So it's easier for them to make weight. Do you know what I mean? Right. Endless. Endless advantages with it. <laughs> Endless. Endless advantages. Uh, just going back to the fights last night. Yeah, that's oh, a great segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How um, much did it weigh? Anyways, uh, back to the fights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know what the average manhood weighs, but whatever. We're moving on. We're moving on. This has got throwbacks to when Lewis was involved. <laughs> um, Jordan Levitt was back in action last night. Talking of fruity penises. <laughs> no, no. Jordan Levitt was back. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was a bad joke. But um, no, he <laughs> don't laugh so much. I'm not, it's not, it's not, it's not funny. <laughs> Speaking of Jordan Levitt, no. <laughs> oh fuck. He, he shakes it about. Literally, okay. I'm talking about the hips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jordan Levitt was back in action last night. Or uh, last time we saw him was against Paddy the Baddy, right? Mm-hmm. And last night, I got to say, Jordan Levitt went up against Victor Martinez, and uh, great performance. You know, Martinez, you might not know him; he's off the contender. You know, he's not. You know, he's mm-hmm. new to the sport, new to the UFC. Looks good, looked promising, good heavy hands. But uh, 
Jordan Levitt was, well, he was the better guy. Got him in a tie clinch, two knees, hard knees, dropped him, and that was that. And afterwards, and well, beforehand on the walk out, I talked about it and I asked him about it on the microphone afterwards because he was so mad. Because last time out, he fought Paddy the Baddy in London, right? And of course, mm-hmm. Paddy's super popular. So he got booed out of the building and then he lost. And then Paddy teabagged on him. You know what yeah. I mean? When he was still on the floor to add insult yeah. to winter, which was hilarious. And the crowd went wild. And he was, order. let me bring up the exact quote because he, he was saying, the, he said, I'm never, ever going back to England. It's a country full of degenerates. Um, I mean, who gets drunk before 9 p.m., right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> a lot of people, bro. A lot of people. <laughs> a most, lot of people. Most people. Uh, what did he say here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it? Was he being serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, but anyway. So, but uh, but he bounced back in style. And I said to him last night, you know, on the microphone, I said, hey, you know, I said, all jokes aside, but, you know, you were, I said, it wasn't the crowd that triangled you or choked you out, whatever it was. I said, it was Paddy, you know. But he said, yeah, they're all degenerates. And then he, he made a joke of it. He said, hey, I'm in Vegas. We get drunk all day, every day. He was just having fun. Right. But I've got to say, talk about a great way to rebound in style after taking a tough loss against Paddy. Came out first round. And then, of course, the signature. You know, he's a little, as I say, you know, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a straight male. He's got a wife, I believe. I think he might and have a child. child as well. And a child, and yeah. a child exactly. Well, I think he said in the post-fight thing, he's the first openly gay UFC fighter. He has a child. Though. He Does has he? A wife. Yeah. I think he might have been joking. Did he really find Oh, I swear to you, I'm like, I'm like fairly certain that he has a wife and a child. Also fairly certain of that as well. That's why I've always like, that's why I've always kind of joked about, you know, like when he's twerking and like, we've always been very playful back and forth because I was just, he's always had a wife and a child. So it's just always been a joke to everyone. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just like, he's having a bit of fun, you know, and he's He's like, you know, you know, he's just a unique type of guy. He's got a unique personality. Which which is fresh and I like it because I mean, do you don't have to come in and be like, yeah, he's not a tough guy, super macho because because mm-hmm. it can get exhausting seeing people be like that all the time and just being right. super alpha male, talking how tough they are and how I'll back down from no one. It's refreshing when you see someone that is clearly a tough guy when you're fighting the octagon for a living. You know, be honest and mm-hmm. open about fears and nerves and anxiety and then also not feel the need to puff his chest out and maybe do a few hip thrusts yeah and do a, little a little bit rendition of the uh, titanic so what what harrington might have misheard what he said he said he's the first gay male in the ufc uh but he was joking uh, yeah because like, he has a wife and kids Right. Yeah, no, he does. He has a wife and kids. He was, he was just having a laugh. He was he was having fun at himself because he can see he plays up to that character. He plays up to the comments. Yeah. He's a little bit yeah. uh, eccentric. I like him. I like it. I, I like him as well. And I, I, and as I said, the reason I brought it up, it wasn't anything. It was just because I saw his name there and I wasn't thinking about the, the stuff we were talking about before. I thought, <laughs> oh, crap, we've got to mention that. Because For sure. he well, and was, he did it on his feet too. Which he did is, it on his feet. You know, he's it's a little bit he's, he's just primarily known as a grappler. Hit that big submission slam guy. knock knockout, but he's a submission guy, so it shows uh yeah. so, shows some growth. I think he's good for the sport. I like his personality. I like that he's yeah. unapologetically himself, and I hope he keeps fucking doing it. One hundred percent. I fully agree with everything you said there. And 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 I liked what he said as well, because when I spoke to him, he said, Excuse me, he said, 
it's the first time I've need someone in the head like that. He was like, I've never done it. I've never done it, but it was just there and I need him in the head. Oh my God. You know, and it was like, you could see that he was totally genuine. He wasn't trying to be funny. It's like the first time I've done that. And I'm like, it feels good, doesn't it? Because when you get older, someone in a tie clinch yeah. and you land a clean knee, that is a devastating blow. And they were two yeah. clean knees. And he was like, yeah, I've never done that before. So well, you might want to carry on doing that because it was yeah. clean and he got the job done. Harrington. Yes, sir. What do you think, Anthony? I'll let you ask him, Anthony. So it's not always just me asking for the crap. Well, what, we, so we just did an MMA story, right? We did. Um, yeah, there's a lot of MMA stuff to talk about, but I'm trying to hold a lot of it back because well, well, I know well, Thursday's going to be good. Well, give me something. What's on your mind with the MMA world? In fact, you know, you a can lot stay of, on for a minute, Harrington. But well, you know, what a, lot is, of it goes, a lot of it goes back to this upcoming weekend, so I don't want to kill too much of it because Thursday is going to be a really good show. No one's going to give a shit until Thursday. But the, no. the fight card is amazing. It's, it's, Let's just bring up that fight card because it's card Jones amazing. versus uh, Gain, gone, obviously. Yeah. Well, Jones. I mean, Jalen Gamrock got moved to the main card, I seen, because it was on the yeah. prelims initially. Well, at least the Jalen, the Jalen uh, Dan Hooker fight was a prelim fight. Now Jalen Turner versus Gamrod is a main card fight, which I think is they don't often move fights around on cards too much, but I think this is one of those opportunities that I, I think you got to take advantage of. Let's go back to that main card, uh, please, please, Brian. Yeah, so Jones going gone. Shevchenko Grasso, great fight. We'll great talk fight. about that in a second. Jeff yeah. Neil Rachmanov, Shavkat. Let's oof. go. That's a sick fight. Gamrock, Jalen Turner, of course, he came on our podcast and now he's on the main card. That was that was what? That's us. us. That has to be. Yeah, that's us. We deserve 10%. Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett. You know Jamie Pickett, Anthony? I don't. No, I don't. Right, okay, okay. And then give I'd, me like the his, I'd like to get his thoughts, though. I'd like to talk to him. Look at that. Cody Garbrandt, the return of Cody Garbrandt. High-pressure right. situation. Dude, Derek Cody. Brunson, uh, Duplessis? Duplessis? Is that how you say it? Duplessis. Duplessis. What a fight. That's a good fight, too. Araujo and Hibas, great yeah. fight. Amanda Hibas is always great to watch. Right. Marquez and Andre Barriol. And is that the first fight of the night go down? Cody Garbrandt versus no, Julia Ar No, that's, that's the – that's the was Cody Garbrandt's original fight. Ah, Trevin Jones. Trevin yeah. Jones, there it is. What about the early prelims? Early, early prelims. Yeah, the early prelims. Come on, Brian. Ian Gary's on the early wow. prelims, dude. Oh, Man. hey. Ian, We'll get Ian Gary on here. He's doing really good. Oh, no, go back up. Sorry, I was burping. Mana Martinez. Yeah. Cameron. Jessica Penny. Jessica Penne, Tabitha Ricci, the baby shark. I mean, that's... Comwella Kirk. That guy's exciting. These are some good fights, guys. Yeah. Very, very good fights. Like, so, when, so I get to Vegas um, on Wednesday, mm -hmm. and you get there when? Early Thursday. Yeah. We're doing a real cool thing. Uh, Thursday night, we are doing, or evening, after the press conference, we're doing a John Jones roundtable. So it's Ooh. me, DC, Rashad, and Dominic Reyes. Are That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I so mean, it's cool unless you're... Former opponents. Yes, yeah, he beat us all. I'm going to say, because Jones can sit there as the king of the table. I know. Well, he's not going to be there, thank God. Oh, but, oh, sorry, Jones isn't no, there. So former no, opponents, it's, it's so you're going to talk about your experiences, your thoughts, mm -hmm. what you learned. 
Right. Well, and it's going to be kind of his progression because he did kind of change as his career went on. You had like the early John Jones with Rashad that morphed into the guy that fought DC on to me ending with Dominic Reyes. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I want to yeah. see that. That's there's going to be some good inside there. I think so. It's going to be like when all the Batman villains get together and be like, I almost had him. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah it'll be like that scene in the dark night where they all sit around and there's yeah. Michael Jar White and all the other gangsters like, we got to do something about this guy. We got to take him out of here. It's like, oh for my God's God. sake. I wonder we should, we should seriously wear those suits. That's a great, I'm going to pitch that. What suits? Well, like, you know, they're all like in that back kitchen oh. area. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be Looking fun like though. I, i'm sure they'd make you know honestly if you're john jones how cool of a visual though you know yeah just sit there and be like i beat all those guys my former bitches my former my, my kids are all got together <laughs> oh my kids that's what he said yeah my bad my bad yeah. uh no that's really cool um so thursday i'm gonna be in vegas thursday you're gonna be in vegas and thursday we have a podcast um if Harrington yeah. and Brian actually gave a shit, they'd fly to Vegas and we could do this thing. Tell, tell me about live it, and in person. I mean? I'll buy a fucking ticket right now. Jesus, one one. I, well, well, well. If I could get you, I, I would say let's do that. And I'd say I'd help you out with your flights. But the problem is we can't get your tickets to said fight. You know what I mean? If you want to come in, and I'll, I'll shout your hotels. If you want to come in, boys, I'll do that. But um, no. yeah, we it's should kind figure of anticlimactic, anticlimactic. Yeah. But we'll figure that out. Figure that yeah. out. I'm in there. I'm there for BT Sport. Yeah, we should do it in per- We should do it in person, no matter what, though. Well, that's what I'm. That, that's what I'm alluding to. Somehow, yeah. is there a way we could do that, boys? Brian, the technological know-how. You guys remoting us live. Yeah. I was like, yeah, see the enthusiasm when. Yeah, that <laughs> wasn't like, that wasn't super. I, I'm not that, super yeah, confident, no, in Brian, right now. We could do that. Like, I, mean, I thought I was going to Vegas. It's like, oh. <laughs> You can do that. Oh, I'll I'll come to Vegas too. <laughs> hey, you can come to Vegas. Uh, um, we can figure that out as well. We'll talk off the air. Mm-hmm. But if you're down for it, we can do that. What was I going to say? Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of stuff for BT Sport. I'm doing the press conference, like a post-fight reaction to the press conference. You're going to be at the press conference, Anthony? Uh, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll link up. We'll figure it all out. Anyway, yeah, we'll back to what we were fun. discussing. I got one thing here uh, for the Crazy. MMA news. Uh, Dana kind of dropped a, dropped a bombshell. Not a bombshell, but he said that he is open to the Volkanovski versus Islam rematch, but he wants mm. to see both guys get a win, defend their titles before rebooking it. Yeah, well right. done, Hamilton. Yeah, I, I saw that this morning, actually, and fully agree. Fully, I, I'm obviously, I, I wasn't on those shows right afterwards. Uh, Islam won the fight, in my opinion, extremely close. I thought Volkanovski did himself so proud. Stock doesn't drop one little bit. In fact, if anything, it's a rare occasion where I think his stock goes even higher off a loss, you know, which you rarely see. That both men showed incredible technical ability. I think we saw really good wrestling and submission defense and ability to get up from Volk. We saw amazing improvements in the striking from Islam. You know, he was laser sharp. Um, and I would love to see that fight again. However, as Dana said, you have to let the divisions move on a little bit, mm-hmm. right? There's Yay Rodriguez for crying out loud sitting there waiting for Volkanovski. Who, who's next at 55? Oh, probably the winner of probably the winner of Benil Dariush and Charles Oliveira. Yeah, or or Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on. It how should, good it should looks. be. 
It should, should be the winner of Benil Oliveira. and Oliveira. It should. You would think so. But I've got a sneaky feeling that, that Dustin Poirier is going to get another crack. I, I think that before the Volkanovski fight, I, I would have given a little bit of pause just because of the way that maybe the maybe the illusion of what Islam was and how the Habib fight went for Dustin. Um, but I think after the Volkanovski fight, you know, with a little more tape on him, a little bit more adversity that we kind of see him in, um, he was hittable in that fight. Um, I think that Dustin Poirier carries more power than Volkanovski does. I think that Alexander Volkanovski made me more intrigued to see Dustin Poirier versus Islam for sure. And uh, let, 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 let's remember that last fight with Dustin Poirier against Michael Chandler at Amazing. MSG was just it was just incredible. And, and and Dustin's one of those guys. So he beat, I'm trying to think of his record off the top of my head, he beat Chandler. Who was it beforehand? Mm-hmm. Who was it beforehand? Um, was it Oliveira? No, it was... Help me out, guys. Jeez, was his last win before that Connor? Yeah, his last no. win was Connor. Oh, it was? You're right. Connor. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad, you know, in terms of trying to get the title fight again. Mixed martial arts record. So it was, yeah, it was Chandler, lost to Charles, mm-hmm. and then beat McGregor two times in a row. So since he lost to Khabib, Dan Hooker, Connor twice, lost to Charles in the title fight, mind you. So that maybe right. affects the claim. It matters. So he's had one win. He's had one win since losing a belt, losing the belt to yeah. um, to Michael Chandler. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, well. Well, there we you go. never know. That's the sport. You never, that, know. you never know. You never know. All right, so we'll get a non-MMA from him. He actually has two wins. There's the guy in the parade. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, in this day and age, a lot of men, apparently according to research, men's testosterone levels are at an all-time low. And it's not surprising when you see the status of men these days. Let's be honest. Alpha males seem to be a thing of the past. They're a dying breed, but that doesn't mean that you have to have low testosterone. Oh, no, sir. Now, I get it. You don't want to pump your backside full of needles. You don't want to take steroids and all that stuff. You want to take a natural testosterone booster. Okay, listen, the supplement industry is full of a lot of nonsense, a lot of trash, a lot of crap you don't want to put in your body. But this is where Chalk comes in. It's an all-natural testosterone booster that's taking the sports nutrition world by storm. And I prefer Chalk for several reasons. As I say, all the competitors, not all the competitors, but a lot of the competitors are full of trash, okay? So you know what you're getting with Chalk. Number one, it works, okay? If you're going to the gym and you're not getting the results, probably your testosterone is low. If your libido isn't what it used to be, testosterone is low. If you're short of energy and you're thinking, I'm sleeping well and all the rest of it, what is this? What is going on, okay? Your testosterone levels, they dip. As you get older, certainly when you get to your 30s and so on and so forth, if you're in your 40s, it's going to start going down. 50s, you need a little boost, and that is where chalk comes in. So, listen, spring's coming. Get the beach bod ready or just feel better. Just feel better. Feel more of a man, but do it the natural way. All right? You don't want to be putting crap into your body, let's be honest, okay? Health is wealth, so you want natural products, you want natural supplements, and that is what Chalk is giving you. So go to the website, choq.com, chalk.com, right? Use the code BISPING at checkout. You're going to get a huge 35% off your entire order. So start making a change, start feeling better, and start getting the results that you want and that your lady friend might want as well. 
Go to chalk.com with a Q. Chalk.com. Code is Bisping, B-I-S-P-I-N-G. 35% off your entire order. Need a hammer spring cleaning? A professional organizer went viral on TikTok, Harrington, for her three-second rule on how to declutter your place quickly and confidently. Yeah. She says her that her methodol- methodology is especially good for neurodivergent people and those with ADD. Well, I've got ADD. I don't know about neurodivergent. What the hell's neurodivergent? Like you know, autism, Asperger's, etc. Like you know, just people whose brains aren't exactly you know like uh, like everybody else. Uh, so the idea with this, right, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think that's a lot of the UFC roster. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the idea is you take everything out, right? You, you, whatever you want to clean through. Let's say it's, it's your closet. You take literally every single piece of clothing out. You, you put it on the bed and you sort through. You give it no more than three seconds per thing. If you have to think for more than three seconds, do I want to keep this? You put it in the keep pile. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, so that helps you to to like, you know, bank everything. So it's like if you got 100 items of clothing. It's not going to take more than 300 seconds to go through all these these items of clothing. Um, and she said, if you're not confident, you threw enough stuff away. You can always go back for the second round. Uh, but she says it helps people who are paralyzed with like, you know, just getting started mm-hmm. on cleaning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it helps people be confident that they're not throwing away anything they're going to miss. That's not bad, actually, because I know, oh, Anthony, you you like some of the finer things in life don't you yeah 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 I, I, and, I and i'm a bit of, of a i gotta do a lot of cleaning when it comes like my wife is on me all the time like you gotta go through your closet dude i, I i'm a shopper i do i like not not so much anymore actually i've definitely calmed down the last couple of years but i did love to go clothes shopping i did like to you know wear nice clothes um uh, i've definitely tamed that i'm definitely less of that these days but still i've got loads of clothes and the problem is i go out and i buy new stuff Right, and I don't get rid of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. And I literally every time I go in my wardrobe, I go, no, 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 it's old, 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 it's old, it's faded, it's old, it's stretched. No, no, no. But it's too good to throw away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, gonna get rid of these, and I keep saying that, but they've still got all the crap in there from bloody five years ago. Right. Well, my wife always says, if you haven't worn this in six months, get rid of it. And so <laughs> I, I try to use. So that's a, like a similar. It's a it. Instead of me looking at it like, oh my God, I used to love wearing that shirt. I'm never going to wear it again, but I used to love wearing it. So it's yeah. like hard to get rid of. So that it's, it's similar. It reminds me of that three second thing where you're like, okay, I haven't worn it in six months. I can't, I can't argue about it. If I'm not going to, if I haven't worn it in six months, I'm probably not going to wear it. No, no, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, listen, if you've seen as we're talking about spring cleaning bloody wardrobes, I think that's a sign. <laughs> I think that's a sign that we're going to go to questions Thursday. We are going to have a very much in-depth UFC 285 predictions, breakdowns, analysis. There'll be lots of things happened since then. Jones will have said lots of things in the media. Shevchenko, of course, is is fighting. The press conferences, everything. We'll figure out a time. We'll be on site. We'll be on site. We'll make yeah. that happen. We'll get a great show done. So we're going to have a 285 focus on Thursday. So we'll go to questions now. And... As always, Anthony, if somebody has a question, what do they do? If you have any questions, you can send them to bympod at gmail.com. Uh, keep them concise. Keep them funny. They don't, they don't always have to be MMA related. We like the serious shit. We like to have some fun. We like a, a good joke here and there. Uh, and, if, and if you're a female, we like those too. 
because it, we do. It, it mixes it up sometimes. It's always shocking to see a female face, so we appreciate those as well. It is, and Harrington's going to expand on that further. I am indeed. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star rating. Positive review it really helps us out. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new video drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes you can't find anywhere else, ad-free and completely uncensored, head to gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get yourself a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. All right, Brian. All right, so this first question we have here is from uh, Mr. Albert Wood. He has some, you know, parenting advice for Harrington as well. So oh, it's dear. a double dip. Hey, Biz Big, one of my favorite fighters of all time, Anthony Smith. Hell of a thing with Uncle Live. Can't wait to see you back in there smashing it. Looking forward to it. Harrington, if you disagree with the question I'm about to ask, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> question is you guys in the last podcast talked about judging and Bisbee you mentioned how you really seem excited but damn it one of the main new criteria and if that's the case don't you think Volk won the last fight because if you see Makachev he seems pretty fucked up and Volk had no real damage but I understand ground control but he didn't do much with it and if you don't use it you lose it that's what I think Harrington this is what you have to look forward to drinking beers then bathtub with your daughter Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, um, on that point, real quick, yes, damage is an important criteria, but you don't look at someone's face at the end of a fight and see who's got that damage and who hasn't got that damage. A lot of the damage can occur in one round and fights are still scored on a round by round basis. Like, for example, at the end of my fight with Anderson Silva, if you looked at me and you looked at him, you would definitely say that I took more damage. But that all happened in round three and a little bit of it in round five. Rounds one, two, and three, I dominated. I dropped him. I, I controlled the pace. But rounds three and five, he fucked me up. But I still mm-hmm. won the rounds three to two. And it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Anthony, what have you got to say? Yeah, that was, that was going to be my point, too. It, you can look like shit after the end of the fight and look way worse but all that damage can be done in one one round so you just lose that round that's just yeah and i think the bulk of islam's damage came from one round to be fair a lot of it was round five a little bit of it was i think it was two or three so either way it, it was an accumulation for sure but the bulk of it was done in in individual rounds yeah, and I'd have to go back and watch it. It's weird. When I'm commentating a fight afterwards, I never remember the specific details because you're so in on it. So I'd have to watch that again to comment further on that. But yeah, generally, that's how it is. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's still scored round by round. It is at the end of it who's who, who looks worse for where. You know, you can... Uh, and sometimes those rounds, just because you get a lot of damage, doesn't mean it's a 10-8 round. You can still... Right. You know, they can, you, you might land just as many blows... You know what I mean? But some of their punches mm-hmm. splattered your nose across your face. Say, it, d- it doesn't even mean that you lose that round. You might look worse afterwards, but you can. Yeah. If yeah. You get you get hit with two shots. You get a cut in a elbow. Yeah. Like a nasty broken nose and a nasty cut. But then you dominate him the rest of the round. You'll probably look worse, but you still won that round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's probably confusing for some people saying, well, hold on, yes. it's about damage. Well, I mean, yeah, you're still doing damage. Damage doesn't mean visible damage. Right. It means damage in the eyes of the judge in terms of mm-hmm. damage of you connecting and doing damage in that regard. Yeah, of course, damage is great when you see a broken nose. That's clear damage, you know, but there's damage that's internal as well. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. so not always body visible. shots. 
Body shots don't leave a mark, but they do damage. Leg yeah. kicks uh, often can leave marks these days because they're whipping them in, certainly on the calves, but they oftentimes don't. That does mm-hmm. damage. A punch to the head, side of the head, might not do nothing, but you can see a guy wobble about, but he won't right. have a visible mark. There's still damage done, you know? Totally agree. Technical questions, boys. We yeah. like non-MMA yeah. stuff as well. We like <laughs> words of inspiration. Brian, <laughs> what else do we have? Well, we're going to be a little short on inspiration today, but uh, we do have <laughs> an offer and a question from Marco. From Marco. From Marco from Miami. What's up, BYM crew? Marco from Miami here. How are you doing? I have a couple questions today. They're both related. First, uh, for Bisping and Anthony, I'm sure uh, you guys uh, faced many, many injuries uh, during your career. So my dumbass decided to play basketball against my little cousin, who is seven foot and play basketball in Division One on a scholarship in a college. So this is how I ended up. So question is, uh, guys, what would you recommend to do regarding to fast recovery and staying in shape? Because my wedding is coming up only a few months uh, from now. If you remember, I sent one question in about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, asking Bisping to get baptized in the Orthodox Church and be my best man on the wedding. So this time around, that's the same wedding, but I just send the invitations. No, no, no special requests. So guys, let me know how to stay in shape and recover till June. And uh, second question, of course, are you traveling to Serbia this summer? Let's go, BYM crew, live from Serbia. Yes, live from Serbia. We come this year to Serbia after we come wedding. I thought he was from Miami. No, he lives in Miami. Oh, okay. Yes. He did send us a wedding invitation. Did Did this come to the BYM network? Would you like to go to wedding, Anthony? We should go. I would love to go. We should go. Yeah, he, he would pass out probably. He all, could you imagine? <laughs> he would die. We were walking like reservoir dogs. Well, just me and you like reservoir dogs. They've got Brian <laughs> inherited on the end. I got some reservoir sweet slugs. suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should dear. talk about it. Well, it's simple. You want to recover from the broken arm? You got a titanium shin bone and you pump so much steroids in there. No man alive could take the steroids that you're taking, but the arm will heal. Better than you've ever experienced in your whole life. You know, it's Did simple. You go from Conor McGregor to absolutely, uh, brother, brother. I go from Khabib <laughs> like this to John Fury like this to a titanium shin bone. <laughs> it's a terrible Conor. I can't do a Conor, um, but still, brother. Yeah, um, how did you get in shape? With one uh, I don't know. Just I don't know. There's a lot of different ways. Do jujitsu. That'd be my guess. Don't do jiu-jitsu with one arm. Why? Unless you call Nick Newell. Oh, no, but he's very good at MMA with one arm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I think jiu-jitsu is a great, like how to stay, was that his question? How to stay in shape with one arm? How, how to get in shape with essentially a broken arm. That's t- I mean, you're going to have to run or do a Peloton bike or something. That's what I would do. That's what I, I love the Peloton. Say. I love my Peloton. The Peloton. Or like bike, a stationary yeah. bike. Um. 
I was going to say exercise bike for sure because the running you're going to get the impact so that might hurt. Might hurt. That's my impression of a man running, but it looks a little weird. <laughs> I just saw myself in the thing. Um, exercise bike, walking. Believe it or not, believe it or not, when I was doing that tour, Tales from the Octagon, I have this run that I do, but I was walking it a lot because I was trying to practice what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I lost loads of weight. I lost loads of weight. Um, that's a very old person response, though, isn't it? A walk. It's like no. Yeah. yeah. Walk hills. Uh, no. Stairmaster. The stair yeah. machine. In the yeah, gym. the stair machine's a good idea. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. You know. This is not my problem, bro. <laughs> but thank <laughs> you for question. <laughs> All right. So this last question is uh, it's on the sillier side of things. So this is going to be James Ramsbotham. Okay. Ramsbottom. Rams bottom. Believe you me. Uh, love the pod. Mike, I met you at Tales from the Octagon, did the VIP meet and greet. Absolutely sensational, mate. Loved it. Uh, my question for the show is Do you beat your meat? Uh, do you beat your meat in fight week, is what I want to ask, or training camp? Do you hold off on beating that meat because they say your testosterone increases, or do you just whack the mat every day because you just, you know, you're not even bothered? But some people say get some more fired up if they don't beat that meat. So yeah, you guys beating that meat or nah? Whack in the bat. I've never it's heard the, that one before. Did you just whack the bat every day? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Oh, I was no. never one to pre-fight to abstain. We'll put it like that. Never. No. Women weaken legs, said who? For women weaken legs. <laughs> Who's that? It? Come on, Rock. Oh, Mick. Mick. Little yeah. Mick. Get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. <laughs> Women weaken legs. I, I disagree. I don't think they do at all. In fact, research shows that if you ejaculate more frequently, it will actually raise what testosterone. Like <laughs> Ejaculation is a, is a scientific term, actually. <laughs> and when you do it at a more... And a higher frequency and a bit more aggression, you know, we find generally in, 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 in the test models that we use, the males in question, with a more frequent ejaculation rate, the testosterone was increasing, is what we saw and what we found. Yeah, it was I don't know how. Mythbusters, I think. Well, was it really? Or sports science or something like that. Oh, they busted all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, that was a good one. Maybe it was like <laughs> sports science where they like sent in a professional athlete um, before and like did all of his numbers and then took sent him back to a hotel with his wife and told him just to get at it all night long and they came back and his numbers were like through the roof the next day. We, I mean, I've definitely, you know, day off. You know what I mean? Who cares? I mean, you get bored. You, you need know. to take a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to I can't sleep. Anyway, I think I think it's at this point we pulled the plug on this one. Yeah, uh, we're talking about whacking the bat, whacking the bat, knocking I'm it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. I'm using that. Um, yeah, well, Harrington and Brian, thank you as always. B McKay is right on Twitter and Instagram for Brian and DM Harrington for the Mike Harrington and Lionheart Smith or Anthony Smith or D Lionheart Lionheart, Lionheart A Smith. Oh, geez. Fancy, fancy. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Thursday, we're going to have a show. We're going to have an in-depth UFC 285 breakdown predictions. 
And soon we will do the one chip challenge. Because you won the bet. Let's remember, you won the bet. Am I the only guy that picked Tommy Fury? We'll we'll, we'll end on this. We'll end on this. Mm Because when Tommy Fury beat Jake, Anthony texted me and said, didn't we have a bet on this? And at that moment (laughs) in time, I couldn't remember. I'm like, "Uh, not sure. No, I don't think so. Don't think so. And then and then it came back to like, oh crap, we did. And I picked Jake, you picked Tommy. And what mm-hmm. was the consequence? What was the the You forfeit? have to eat an entire full chip in one bite. No, that's not what we said. That's what it was. You're gonna be so mad when you have to eat this chip. Jesus Christ. I have to I only have to eat half the chip and the rest of you no, guys. No, that's to eat the full not chip. all right. Well, well let's do double the quits. <laughs> no. Let's stick with this one. Two chips. <laughs> Oh, no, shit. <laughs> Two chips. Anyway, that's it. That's the show. Right. We're back on Thursday. Thanks for watching. Bye bye.